Eagles Entertainment. On Wednesday, March 2nd, Eagles general manager Howie Roseman spoke to the media at the 2022 NFL Combine. Has your philosophy changed at all uh, regarding that position? We want to have 22 good starters, so it's not like uh, we're sitting there going, Let, let's have really bad players at a certain position. Um, I think like when you look at our defense and the role of the linebackers, you know, Coach Schwartz, who obviously a phenomenal defensive coach for us, the three off the ball, they're all three off the ball linebackers. So the definition of what our linebackers are doing have changed with Coach Gannon. Um, and again, we got to find players that fit our coach's scheme. That that's the most important thing. That we're finding players that fit what we're trying to do offensively, defensively on special teams. Um, obviously, TJ had a heck of a year, a really good year. Uh, we got a bunch of other young players at the position and. Um, we'll just see what happens in free agency in the draft. But um, we're, we're great in linebackers just like we're great in every other position. Howie, when it comes to the left to right. The last time we talked right to you. Last time we talked to you at the end of the season, you and Nick were very confident saying Jalen's going to be your guy. After a month of, you know, obviously more evaluation and research, do you still feel that way? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I think that when you talk about all the things we talked about at the end of the season, nothing's changed. Uh, I think what really has changed for us is the opportunity to add. You know, this is a great time of year for the Philadelphia Eagles, for us, for our staff, and being here and really getting everyone involved in the draft process. Um, starter free agency is up and coming, and so um, we got to continue to add good players. We got to continue to make sure that we're doing everything we can to maximize our players' ability to be successful. Um, and certainly, that starts at the quarterback position with Jalen. I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to go like this. It's going to be orderly. Jalen, it was reported that he had that ankle surgery after the season. Can you provide an update and expect a timeline on when he might be back on the field? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for injuries, from an injury perspective, rather not get into injuries because that probably opens the door on all of them, but um, really optimistic about um, his readiness for the offseason program. I just said that and then I just did it. That's great. Howie, how much do you balance how successful Stout's been in, in developing talent versus spending maybe a premium pick on an offensive lineman when you know you have the coaching staff? Well, you know, uh, Coach Stoutland, um, we go back a long time, him and I, and um, very, very uh, fortunate to have him as our offensive line coach and working with him to do, make sure we get the right players. But, you know, as he would say this, and not taking away, he's, he's the best offensive line coach in the NFL, you know, not trying to insult anyone, but that's how we feel. And uh, we got to give him talented guys. You know, at the end of the day, these coaches could be uh, as great as they possibly can be, but without talent, you know, it doesn't help. So when we talk about players, we need, still need players with traits. You know, it's hard to be an offensive line. It's not a natural thing to be moving backwards while guys are coming at you forwards, and especially the elite athletes that are on defense. So um, those guys are hard to find. You know, you don't find them in any round. Obviously, like, there are going to be guys on the third day that we think have some unusual traits that we'd be interested in. Um, but really, when you think about the guys who are really successful, uh, you're talking about guys who have something unusual about them. And so um, we'll continue to keep looking for those guys because it's important to us. Losing Ian Cunningham and Brandon Brown, what's the plan to replace them? And how does the timing affect the draft process? Yeah, you know, um, I miss those guys. I miss those guys already. Um, those guys are people that um, not only did we rely on professionally, but personally just um, people I really enjoyed being around friends and uh, it's hard for me because you see these guys and they have an opportunity to kind of help themselves and their families but at the same time you know it doesn't really help the Eagles and especially the timing of this which 
you know, I think I think it's something maybe that we got to talk about going forward um, about losing guys during this draft process, especially in your conference, one in your division. Um, that's not ideal. Um, in terms of how we're going to address it, you know, I think that we're in the middle of this process right now to stop this process and really get the right people and get the right structure in place. We probably got to take a step back, which we're not going to do right now. You know, we're just not in that mode. So um, we have a lot of good people in our building. We have a lot of people ready to step up. Um, you know, we've been in, in situations where, you know, in 2016, we had, we had a decimated personnel department and we were able to have a good off season. So I'm, I, there's no excuses for that. Very confident. And obviously, you know, we had all the reports, so we know what they think. And um, they may know a little bit about what I think, too, which isn't great. I'm coming. I'm coming. How valuable is it that you know what Nick wants in his schemes, and yet you have three first-round picks and salary cap flexibility for this offseason? I think that when you look at the first year with a coaching staff and their willingness, especially this coaching staff, to take some of the guys that we have and say, let me see how this guy looks in my system. And now instead of having hypothetical situations, you have tape on that, you have film on that, and we can walk through, all right, this is what we thought about this guy, this is how he fits. That's huge in terms of evaluating our own team, which is the first thing we got to do. We got to evaluate our own team. And then you talk about those picks, but it's not just those picks. It's utilizing the cap space on guys that fit our scheme. It's utilizing the other draft picks on guys who fit our scheme. It's if we make a trade, finding guys that fit what we're trying to do offensively and defensively and going from there. I'm going. I'm going. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Okay, okay, that's fair. So, you know, your defensive, your defensive coordinator is interviewing for, for head coaching jobs. Can you, how do you safeguard against overfitting for the scheme as opposed to just getting the push? Yeah, he, he's a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal person, and, and really um, excited that we're going to have him back um, because he, he we're probably renting him. He's that good of a coach and that good of a person. Um, but I think when we look at it, you know, like uh, the way that we're playing defense and the way that he wants to play defense and our coaches want to, it's something that's sustainable. It's not like we're drafting guys for specific roles that won't adjust if in the future we had to do something different. And uh, I think that's important because we don't want to get in a situation where, you know, if we lose one person, now all of a sudden we got to start over from scratch. Uh, we can't do that. You can't do that in this league. Um, and so I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. How do you address, um, or how do you differentiate? differentiate between what you guys might be able to do in free agency because you have the money that you hadn't had in past years with what you can get out of the draft. Well, I think the order of operations matters here, right? So you're talking about you'll have free agency, you'll have the opportunity to see where you are, but you also don't want to get in a situation where that that you don't take the best player, that you don't take a guy who's really good just because you address something in free agency. So I think what free agency does is it allows us to check boxes so we don't feel the pressure to maybe feel like we have to do something, um, assuming that it works out in free agency. And that's kind of how we'll look at it. The recent history of teams that have three or maybe more first-round picks it's kind of a mixed bag, maybe not what those teams had hoped in retrospect. Have you done a lot of research on that, or is there something to be gleaned from it? Yeah, thanks for reminding me about the bad results. Um, I think that, no, 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 no. I think that, you know, when you, the draft as a whole is like that, right? It goes in the first round, and obviously you can break it down 1 through 10, 11 through 20, 21 through 32, and the percent, it's not like it's 100%. It's not like you're picking in the top five, it's 100%. So you're going to have those numbers. I think what it allows you to do is it allows you to have more shots at really good players, really talented players, gives you more flexibility to move up and down the draft board. It gives you more ammunition 
position to decide if at some point you wanted to trade a pick for a player. And that's what we're really looking for. You know, uh, when you you think about the National Football League, it's all about resource allocation. So it's basically everyone, every team has the same salary cap number. Basically, every team has a number of draft picks. If you can get an edge, either by creating cap room or by getting more draft picks, now you have more shots to take. And so I think that's what we're really excited about is that we got more shots than we've had in the past couple of years. You have to make three first-round picks is what I'm getting at, though. Like, you have the ammunition there, right? So, okay. How do you evaluate a quarterback draft? I'm coming down. How do you evaluate your quarterback draft class? You know, we're in the middle of that evaluation. I think it's really important to see guys throw live um, as you're evaluating quarterbacks. We'll get that chance if they let us down in the lower bowl to watch guys. I think there'll be a bunch of fans, so maybe Coach and I will mix in with the fans a little bit. Um, But I, I, I always feel like... The public perception is it's it always goes one way or the other. This is a great quarterback draft. This is a terrible quarterback draft, and it's usually somewhere in the middle. Um, but to say that we have our final judgments on any position group at this time, we're just starting, kind of getting all the information together so we can make good decisions. Howie, are you in the middle right now? Or are you guys still uh, renegotiating contract for Miles Sanders? And if not, how does how's the status of that? If not. Or do you guys feel that as you guys have to readjust your draft strategy to find another running back to replace him in the future if this is We'll never discuss contract negotiations with any player. It's just kind of private business, the player's business, really, and we want to keep that as private as we can. Miles, a heck of a player, heck of a person. You know, I think you saw a lot, too. We had guys who were in their fourth year last year. Whether you go back and you look at Sweaty and you look at Dallas and you look at Avante and you look at Jordan, guys like that, um, maybe I'm missing a couple of guys who even became better in their fourth year in the league. And so, um, you know, he, we haven't even seen everything Miles can give this team. Obviously, he's been really productive. I know he wants to get in the end zone as well. Um, but I think the best is yet to come for Miles. Now, you wouldn't be doing your due diligence if you didn't you know, look at every position around the league, especially quarterback. Bruce Arians said yesterday he doesn't expect a top-tier quarterback to be wrestled free. So how do you view that market? And where do you stand in regards to Deshaun Watson's possibility that he can be I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the second question. In regards to Deshaun Watson and the possibility that he could well, I think it goes to the question that we started this press conference on. You know, um, we have Jalen Hurts, who's a 23-year-old quarterback who led his team to the playoffs, and he's going to get better and better and better. He's going to do everything possible to get better, and we got to do our part in that. Um, in terms of uh, players on different teams, no matter what position, don't feel comfortable, can't talk about players on other teams. Um, what's going on in the league? Um, you know, I think that's that's part of what you, we missed here the last couple of years. I think you you kind of come here and you kind of start hearing some some things about what's going on at each positions, um, and we, you just try to gather information. I'm not talking about the quarterback position. I'm talking about in general. Uh, you try to gather information about what's going on and what opportunities there are to improve our football team. The pass rush was second to last this I'll come back at. Well, I, I, when you look at Quez, I think Quez ha, had a heck of a year, really, when you look at him and really uh, transitioning to a position he didn't play in college as a slot receiver. Um, the guy's extremely talented, extremely hardworking. You know, um, we talked about at the end of the season, we need Jalen to take another step. You know, we need Jalen to do some of the things that we drafted him to do. He knows that. There's no secret about that. We've told him the same things. Um, and I guess a- after that, it's opportunity. Now, you know, when we go through this draft, obviously it's a really good draft class. We have 10 picks. Uh, we have nine through the first five rounds. So you'll have opportunities in the draft where you'll go, hey, that, that guy's a good fit for what we're doing offensively. 
that guy's a good receiver. We'll see how free agency goes as well. How this pass rush for second to last round picks change anything about your process in the lead up to the draft? Well, I, we have to constantly evolve our process. I think if we're sitting here saying, like, everything's perfect and everything's work, I mean, that, that would be disingenuous. And so, like, we have to constantly evolve and figure out, and we really try to do that a lot in May, June, July, figure out what we've done right, what we've done wrong, what the rest of the league's done right, what the rest of the league's done wrong. And so I don't think that changes with the number of first-round picks we have. I think it, it just heightens the opportunity that we have. Well, the first part about that, the draft class, it, it was a good start, you know, but I think um, when you look at this league, the most important thing is consistency over time, not being flash in the pans, doing things and getting better. Uh, we talk about the jump from year one to year two and how important it is to improve. I think about the things these guys are going through right now. You know, a guy like Devontae or Landon, where you know, maybe Landon's not a good example because he was rehabbing, but Devontae, who's going through all you know the pro days and having all the Zoom interviews, and he's not really focused on the things he can do to get better. He's focused on where he's going to go, how he's going to live, who's going to come with him, where he's going to function. Now he doesn't have to do that. Now it's all ball for him. So uh, we expect a big jump, but it also talks to the character and the football intangibles those guys had, and I think our scouts did a great job of, of, of doing that and bringing those to a front. I'm, I'm coming back. It's hard to find offensive linemen who can move and who can bend. And um, the amazing thing is, is Andre. Andre's working out every day right now. Um, I mean, I'm not allowed to really talk to him about anything, but you can see. I mean, he he looks great. I mean, upper body, lower body. He's really determined. He wants to play. No, I think that just to think that he can only play left tackle limits him and, and probably does him a disservice. Um, but having a really good offense line is important. Having depth on the offense line is important. We started 15 guys this year. Now, I'm cheating on that number a little, Jimmy, because we started five guys in the last game of the year. But I like when I say 15 guys. Um, but at a minimum, we started 10 in games that we really needed them. And it just shows like you can never have enough offense linemen. Pass rush was second to last in sacks last year. What must be done to fix it? And is this edge rusher class the strength of the draft? Um, I've, I've, I got to learn from some of my mistakes I've made in the past. So, uh, I'm, you know, in terms of talking about strengths and of a draft class, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to go there. Um, there are good players at every position in this draft. In terms of the sack number, it's also how you want to play, right? And for us, we want to get pressure on the quarterback. It's not only in the sack numbers, you know that, Zach. There's other ways to judge that. But the bottom line is we didn't get enough pressure on the quarterback. We got to have pressure on the quarterback. We got to continue to have pressure on the quarterback. It's a priority to us. Um, we'll have opportunities this offseason to do it. And I'd be very surprised if we didn't do something there. Famous last words. Definitely going to regret this. All right. Thanks, guys. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.